And so, and, and oh gosh, don't we hear about our rights, our rights to uh, free speech? Or one of my favorites, there's a meme about uh, the right to bear arms, but it's got a guy, he's got big bear arms. So instead of bear arms, pow, pow, it's bear arms. Either way, you have to see it. Real funny. Moving on. Super If good. you're on YouTube, she's looking like I'm an idiot. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel. I'm here with my husband, Zach, and Hello. we are so grateful that you've chosen to spend your time with us today. You can find this podcast on all streaming all platforms. We'd love for you to like and subscribe and share. Come on, share it. If today inspires or encourages you. Tell them that, you, that your two best friends are doing a podcast <laughs> and you want them to listen to it. You just hit that share button. Yeah. And I want them to say their best friends are doing a podcast. Their best friends. Yeah, their two best friends, Zach and Rachel. Yeah, That's they're, us. They're best Thumbs friends. Thumbs up. Well, hey, we've been in a, in a challenging season where we have been looking at our contentment, been looking at stewardship, been looking money, at money, money. How, we're, how we are approaching our life, including finances, but really across the board. If you've missed those, I would encourage you to go back and spend some time looking at it. And uh, we have a challenging one for today. I look forward to it. Hard for us in our uh, culture, but again, biblical, necessary, essential. So I'm looking forward to it. But I do, we do want to stop and say, hey, we're proud of you. Thank you so much for taking time and, and investing in yourself. We believe in your purpose so, so, so much. Uh, we think a lot about uh, the fact that people will stand before Jesus twice, once in whenever Jesus separates people who know him from people who don't know him, but then we'll, sta- we'll stand before him again, uh, what's called the judgment seat, and whenever our lives, what we did with all that God's given us, which Rachel taught us last week about the definition of stewardship is, is us acting on God's behalf with the things that he's given us. And so there'll be a time when we stand before God and we answer for that. Um, and so what we want to talk about, uh, and maybe we should have started with this, but either way, God, God knows what he's doing. Um, we want to start, I want to talk this week about lordship. Uh, so we've talked about contentment and we've talked about stewardship, uh, but we haven't talked a lot about lordship. And so uh, we all, you know, in, in Matthew 6, Jesus taught us how to pray. And one of the things that he taught us how to pray that I, I love, um, and actually one of my friends who's the pastor of our North Campus, he it's actually his word for the year. His word is, or little phrase is, as it is. Mm. And what he's referring to is, as it is in heaven. And so whenever Jesus taught us how to pray, one of the things he said is that we should pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And one of the things that's so powerful about this is that God is, or that Jesus is inviting us to live in his kingdom now. Right, you didn't give, you didn't get saved, and then you'll live for Jesus one day in heaven. No, like you, you live for Jesus now. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the reason that his his kingdom comes is it comes through us. No longer is the temple some place. Now the temple is us. Talks about that in First Corinthians six twenty that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Either way, uh, so long story short, if we live in a kingdom. Kingdoms have what? Kings. Kings. Right. That's why it's called a kingdom. So this is hard for us because we, uh, we've we all grown up, well, unless you're watching around the world somewhere else, the majority of us have grown up in a democracy. And so where you get a vote, where you get an opinion. Well, the 
uh, rights of the individual are placed above all else. Right. And so, and, and oh gosh, don't we hear about our rights, our rights to uh, free speech, or one of my favorites, there's a meme about uh, the right to bear arms, but it's got a guy, he's got big bear arms. So instead of bear arms, pow, pow, it's bear arms. Either way, you have to see it. Real funny. Moving on. Super If good. you're on YouTube, she's looking like I'm an idiot. Um, either way. Uh, but so to, here, here's a way to bring this up. Here's a way to broach this subject when it talks about a kingdom, and that is this. It's not about being fair. And so this is something uh, that we talk about. I mean, how... How many times have you said or thought, that's not fair? That's not fair, right? Um, and I, I know I know that I've said it, uh, but again, and I know we use them a lot, but we have kids, and that they'll say it all the time. That's not fair. And our response is always what? You don't want fair. You don't want fair. And so uh, fair would mean that everybody gets the exact same thing. So in our house, that would mean... Everybody's taking a nap because Valor is taking. That's a nap. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Which, in that case, I would want fair. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be true. Everybody would want fair in Except that regard. The other yes, um, but we we always talk about that. You know, we always talk about hey, fair fair means that everybody gets the exact same thing, but that's not what we want. God has made us unique. God has given us unique uh, gifts to go <laughs> along with our purpose of winning the world. But fair fair is fair is not what it's about. Um, what it's about is is us honoring God. And so when it comes to ha- living in God's kingdom, here's the question. Here's a question. What master do you honor? Yourself, your friends, God? Object- what is it that masters you? And I know we talked about this a little bit last time, but there is a parable uh, that you may have heard of, and this is in, this is in Matthew 25. And something that's so powerful about Matthew 25 is there's three parables, and they all talk about the end times. They all, they're all talking about Jesus coming back in the end. And there, there's a parable that talks about um, a, a master giving his servants and trusting them with things. So you may, you may have heard that well, bags of gold. To one he gave five bags, to one he gave two, and to one he gave one. And even starting that, and, and it says this, each according to his ability, right? And so, again, you know what? It's, it's not about, if you look, which one of these people, and I would say did, instead of looking and saying, oh, my gosh, he gave me, he gave me a bag of gold. Uh, he, gave, he gave me something to do, something to work with. We look and say, well, this guy got five bags. This guy got five bags. Oh, gosh, he must believe in him more, whatever. But it, one of the things that's hard for us is because, again, we do want things fair. One of the things that's hard for us is having the humility to know that God gets to set things how God wants things. Mm-hmm. And God knows, God knows what we can handle and what we can't handle. But comparison is an absolute killer of callings. You know, we talk about that all the time, that comparison absolutely kills callings. But hey, where, where are some places that you see, babe, that you think that Fairness is in or the desire for fairness instead of humility of living as Jesus is our king. What are some ways that you see that impacting people's obedience or people walking in their callings? Well, it keeps you from when you're so consumed with what everyone else is doing 
you are rarely aware of what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I will ask the kids, This is and this is children, so we'll just start there and work our way up to intensity. But my kids, I'll say, hey, I, I'll ask River, will you please go clean your room? And he will ask me, does JL have to clean her room? Mm-hmm. And the purpose of that right now, what I need is your room cleaned. I don't need to sit here and have a conversation about what JL is doing. I am going to ask JL to clean her room. JL's room will get cleaned when I ask JL to do it. But right now, I'm asking you to go accomplish a task. But you're standing here talking to me about the task instead mm-hmm. of accomplishing what I've given you to do. And so what we'll do as we'll be scrolling on social media or we'll be talking with friends and we'll say, we'll be frustrated in our own home with our marriage. Well, gosh, I... I never, my husband never does this for me or he never talks to me about like that or whatever. And instead of being aware of maybe, I'm not saying it's all your fault, but maybe there's a place you could serve your husband differently or you could meet a need to create a space where he could love you and meet you like that. You're so consumed what's going on in somebody else's house. You're not aware enough of your own sin where you need to submit to God so that you can see victory in your own home. Yeah. We're just distracted from what God's asked us to do. Yeah, I think comparison. Yeah, comparison is an absolute killer. So I actually want to give us a, an action step just right away with that. But what have you been given? When you think about what what have you been given? What has God what has God put in your hand? And I I, I just think that we don't we don't do that often. Mm-hmm. We don't stop off and think, hey, what have I been given? Because you know what? And maybe maybe we're doing this subconsciously. But if we were to stop and say, here's what I've been given, instead of looking and say, oh, I wish I was given what they were given, then we would be responsible. So like if we live in the world of wanting things to be fair, we live in the world of blame, it's like, oh, well, they have this, they have this, I don't have that, then we don't feel responsible. But if we live in the world of I've been given this, so what have you been given? I've been given the ability to speak life. I've been given the ability uh, to have this free day a week for me to go serve or to do this or that. But what have you been given? Just like back there in Matthew 25, when Jesus or whenever the, the master gave, which he says the kingdom of heaven is like. So this is like Jesus is trying to help us understand. And he said, I gave one five, <coughs> one two, and one one. And the, and the one that did the one that did not focus on what he'd been given but instead focused on what he thought might happen, the worst did happen. And so that, I mean, that's just, that's just a real concern for me when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to believers, is that people not focusing on what they have been given. Well, in that perspective, what does he call the man who did nothing? Wicked, lazy slave. A wick, wicked. God says, if you are not... If you are so consumed with what's going around you and you are not responsible or you're not honoring of what I gave you, it's not just like you're not just lazy. You're wicked. Mm -hmm. You are apart, set apart from God. Not good. Yeah. And I I want to walk in just like if I'm going to be a good steward, if I'm going to be content, I've been created in God's image. I've got to operate like him. And being wicked is obviously not being is not operating by like God. Right. And so if I'm going to experience the contentment that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we want to see 
uh, our actions begin to take care of things like God would take care of them, our perspective has to be shifted to how God has blessed us and what he's trusted us with instead of what he trusted someone else with. Yeah, and I think that there's another great point there. He said he does end up calling him later in Matthew 25, you lick, wicked, lazy slave. And something I think that is important here is that's different in a kingship or in a kingdom as opposed to a democracy or where you get to be Lord of your life or the desire for fairness is we live in a time where we really get to call things whatever we want. You know, not not to be so on the nose, but you know, with I I know it's not gender dysmorphia. How do I say dysphoria. it right? Dysphoria. Gender dysphoria. When people have a hard time, or, or when people are confused about what gender they are, and that they have that gender confusion, uh, or or even um, attractive, like they're, they're just they're just having challenges with that kind of stuff. Whenever whenever you get to decide via your feelings what is right and what is truth. You're just in a dangerous place. And so going back to Matthew 25, that guy didn't think he was lazy. That guy actually had ability. He, he said he gave them bags according to their ability. He thought, I mean, and then it says the master was gone a long time. This guy didn't, I mean, th- this was not an easy time to be destitute, right? So this guy, he, he probably had a job. He, w- he was living fine, but he said he went and buried the master's money. So this guy probably wouldn't have attributed the term lazy to himself, but whenever the master came back and said, you're lazy because of how you're acting, because of how you're responding, you're lazy. And so this is also a good time for us to stop and think about the things in our life. Maybe it's your level of purity. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, I, I, I've, I've counseled some guys that, you know, before they're intimate with their wives, maybe because they're having a hard time, they're having a hard time, like staying focused and whatever. They'll they'll look at something before, and it's like, well, I'm I'm I I'm I am trying to honor her mm-hmm. because, but I mean, whenever you say it in this setting, you're like, well, obviously that's wrong, but they've gotten to a place where they have where they get to set it right, where they get to set what's right, where they get to set what's pure, where they get to set what's God honoring. And so, but the difference is, and again, this is another reason why it's so important to have time in the word, time in prayer, time with the Holy Spirit, is so that God gets to set what the reality is. God gets to set what's right and wrong. God gets to set what's lazy, what's hardworking, what's pure, what's impure, what's your purpose, and what's what's a waste, right? And so, but again, that, I think that's another hard part when we live in a world where you get to name it, you get to decide it, you get to... What's your truth, right? You know, I was, uh, I don't remember where I found this. I'll, fi- I'll see if I can find it so we can link it. But there was this study that was done, and it started like back in the 70s following these children um, when they were young and then studying them 10 years later and then into adulthood. And when they got these kids, when they were really little, like three, four, five years old, 98% of them were creative geniuses, By the time that they're 14, it drops to like half. By the time they reach full adulthood, it's down to 2%. So you are literally, everybody is a creative genius. But the things you experience and the things that have been done to you begin to bury underneath you these things that you are giving, like you're creating God's image. There are all of these things that God's already given you that get buried in 
this, you know, that wicked lazy slave, he just buried that gold. Hey, there's some things that have happened to you that have buried some of the things that God's gifted you with. And we have to be that servant. He never dug it up. He had every opportunity. The master has gone a long time to dig it up and make a change. You have right now by hearing this, you're held accountable. Yeah. There are giftings and resources and abilities that you have. And the world is not run by God. It is, it is under, there is a, there is an evil spirit that is coming against you. It doesn't want you to walk in your God given potential and your purpose. Yeah. So I just want to challenge you to take a second and instead of thinking, well, what's God given me? Cause all I see is my one bag. Well, gosh, who knows what's buried inside of you that God wants to take and exponentialize for his glory because when we're looking around, it's not about glorifying God. <laughs> it's about glorifying ourselves. Yeah. It was about making the master money. There's something inside of you that God's given you to make the master money, to elevate God's name above all things. And when you yeah. talk, you know, you said, you even talked about, hey, this is how you should pray. You're talking about uh, when, even when God tells us to pray, everything about us is to elevate the name of God first in God's name, holy, holy be your name. Mm -hmm. Everything about us is to be, resist the tendency to protect and promote ourselves yeah. and instead put God's name and his kingdom first. And that means being responsible to go before him, ask him to eradicate the lies and the consequences of our own sin and other people's sin yeah. so that we can walk in what he gave us. I think I, it's a great to come back to the question, what has God given you? And I want to encourage you to write it down, like right, right now, write it down, put it in the notes of your phone, but take a moment, and if you can't think of anything that God has given you, I, I mean, that is not scripturally accurate. Hey, I would challenge you to get around some believers. Yeah. If you if you're having a hard time like that, your 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 perspective is skewed, your vision is skewed, what lens are you using? Yeah. And you're going to need a friend. You need a co-laborer or somebody to help sharpen you. It says iron sharpens iron, was that Proverbs? Mm -hmm. And um is a friend. And so get in a small group. Yeah. Get around some other believers who can help you see what God's given you. Yeah, cuz God God has given you stuff, but just to ask yourself, what has God given you? And hold yourself accountable. And that's yeah. actually the next question. The next question is, how am I managing what I've been given? So how am I managing what I've been given? So the things that you've been given, after you write those down, after you talk with them, what are you doing with those things? Uh, Jesus talked about in Matthew 6, 9 through 21, he says this, uh, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. How am I managing what I've been given? All the way, if you're a student, young adult, whatever it might be, and you have a, you have a platform on social media, how are you managing that? If you have relationships, if you're married or dating or whatever, how are you, how are you managing that? If you have influence with uh, a, a small group of friends or a large group of friends, how are you managing that? When it comes to your, your physical body, your spiritual gifts, how are you managing that? You know, because God's given you, and I, I was, what you said is so powerful that we, people have experienced trauma. You, you, you have probably said some terrible things about yourself. You probably have some lies that you believe. 
Other people may have said something terrible about you. Well, you sin has consequences. Yeah, but at, at some point, you know, I, I don't think that when we stand before God and he asks, what did you do with what I gave you? Because, again, you look back in Matthew 25 at the at the, the guy who gets called a wicked, lazy slave. So You know, I, so somebody could have said, what again, if in the parable, it's not in the parable. Well, you some... know what's interesting to me? I was just reading this, um, and it was talking about in Exodus when, you know, God sends Moses and all the plagues, and the frogs are there. They've sent the frogs, and, like, all first of all, all Egypt's people, all they could do was make the problem worse. They just conjured up more frogs. They couldn't get rid of the frogs, but they could just conjure up more frogs. And Pharaoh and Moses are talking, and he says, tell me when to beseech God, and I'll talk to him. And Pharaoh's response is, tomorrow, not today. And so yours, I just let, like, I think this is something that we want to put off. Pharaoh was stupid. There, there are frogs saturating his country Mm -hmm. this terrible stinky nasty thing cleanliness was a big deal to the egyptians this is it's dirty and it's nasty and instead of going to god right then and asking him to heal their land he says you can talk to him tomorrow Mm -hmm. we'll sleep another night with the frogs yeah man are you are you going to sleep another night with the frogs Mm -hmm. instead of going to god right now and ask him to change your heart and change your mind because really, you know, I just, you store your treasures in heaven. Like heaven, that's eternity. That's where it's coming. How are you managing it right now? Would he change your perspective to be eternal? Yeah. And don't waste another night with frogs when yeah. you can walk in purity and holiness and all the fruits of the spirit. There's incredible things God gave you. Yeah. And we're missing it because we won't stop right now. You're listening right now. Turn this off and just tell God, I'm so sorry. I haven't had my eyes open. God, help me see how you see. I want to I wanna manage like you manage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. And, and if, if, if Pharaoh would answer these questions, what has he been given? He was given leadership over a, a, a nation. Mm-hmm. He was given leadership. And then the second question, how is he managing that? He managed it with a hard heart. He managed it for yes. his own for his own good. But last question, and we're going to leave you with this. Where is your treasure stored? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so when you think about a kingdom, you think about living in God's kingdom, you think about him being the Lord of your life and lordship. Lordship means that he sets reality. He sets identity. He sets it. No matter how it feels or what we doubt, that he gets to set that reality. Can I rephrase that question? Sure. What are you loyal to? Mm-hmm. When it comes, like when you have to make a decision about, hey, what should I give this to God or not? Like, what are you loyal to? Yeah. Because that's where your treasure's at. Yeah. And it, it's just... It's huge, and I don't know that there's anything we could talk about more apropos or more on the nose when it comes to your purpose. And so we 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 pray that you're fighting for your purpose. There's a world desperately fighting against it, distracting you from it, uh, letting making you think that it's diminished or it's not important or whatever it might be. But I, I just pray that you would fight for it. The Lord or the 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 kingdom of the universe has given you a purpose. Um, and it's to win your world, mm-hmm. uh, and it's to honor Him. And so we're grateful that you spent this time with us. We would hope that you would ask, hey, where is your treasure stored? What are you loyal to? What have I been given, and how am I managing it? We believe that you have a purpose, 
and we believe that purpose is to win the world. For sure. And we pray that we all get to do that together. Uh, really excited about some things coming up on the podcast. It's going to uh, equip you to win your world on a whole other level. Uh, just really excited. But we're excited for you. Uh, excited to spend time with you. We love you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.